0: Hey folks, welcome to another episode of New York Sports Incomplete. This is Rex the Rookie. I'm here with John the Veteran. How's it going, John?
1: Doing good. Doing good. Feeling more Italian than usual. And (laughs) (laughs) taking over my life. I know.
0: All right, Uh, this episode brought to you by Buddy's Barbecue. If you live on Long Island and you want a catered event with genuine southern barbecue, call Buddy Moore at 516-497-0246. Tell them the guys at New York Sports Incomplete sent you. Also sponsored by Essex Theater. Essex Theater Company is upstate New York on Lake Champlain, a great place to go summer vacation and catch some quality theater at some cheap, cheap prices. Check out Essex Theater at EssexTheater.org. Watch the right.
1: Tommy DeVito, the play of his life. Call all it, right. call it. Right. <laughs> something yeah. the all passing right. Paisano. Uh,
0: we'll get to the NFL in just a
1: second. Let's start <laughs> with your Knicks. Yeah. All uh all 50 points from Jalen Brunson.
0: First man in over 40 years to score 50 points and shoot over a hundred percent from three-point land.
1: Yeah, I, yeah, he he uh, He fired me up last night because I got to tell you, they lost to the Utah Jazz on Thursday night, and I was feeling pretty down. I was in the dumps. I I texted you. I looked at the schedule, and I was like, Uh, it's a backbreaker. Yeah, I was looking at schedules like that. That was the one that I felt like we needed because it's a rough stretch that we're about to go on, and they lost to the Jazz, and it looked really bad for the majority of that game. And the Jazz were missing starters, too. And just it was it was like one of the worst games we played all year. And I was like, there's a good chance the Suns just run us off the floor.
0: Well, Kevin Kevin Durant came out after the game and said he thought Brunson was headed for the Hall of Fame if he keeps playing like this.
1: Yeah, he's uh yeah, he was sensational. I was really n- not much you could really do to describe it other than it was the best basketball game I've ever seen a Nick play. It was, it was special. He uh, just a complete takeover. the The final score isn't indicate isn't an indicator at all at how close that game was for the majority of it. Yeah. Uh, we were down ten at one point, I believe, in the third quarter, and we ended up outscoring them forty two to twenty three in the fourth.
0: Yeah, final score one thirty nine to one twenty two. So it looks worse than it was. No, we
1: just we just I mean, yeah, they they we just wore them out at at the end, and it's a hell of a win. They go into to Phoenix, and I just piggybacking off of last week's episode uh, in a game where Devin Booker and Kevin Durant were on the court. Jalen Brunson was far and away the best player.
0: Yeah, so. yeah, absolutely. To recap the week, on Monday
1: the 11th, the Knicks 136, Raptors 130. Yeah, we yeah. our defense is still kind of suspect right now. I don't like the fact that we're giving up 120 points a game. It's not how our roster's constructed. We're not supposed to be getting into shootouts. But... Uh, nice to know you can win one every now and then. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that was another thing. It was like, you could win a shootout with the Raptors because the Raptors aren't very good offensively. I thought if we if we play like this against the Suns, we're going to get smoked, but that's not what happened.
0: Uh Kings 131, Nets 118, so the Nets dropped a hard hard, hard loss on Monday. Come on Wednesday, the, the Nets turned it around and took out the Suns 116 to 112. Uh Jazz uh beat the Knicks in a close one 117 to 113. I think that's the one you were heartbroken about. Yeah, yeah. It was- uh, on Thursday, the uh, Nuggets took the Nets to the woodshed, one twenty-four to one
1: hundred and one. The they're Nug- the champs. Yeah. They're the champs for <laughs> yeah, a reason. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, and then last night, um, Mr. Brunson was just playing unconscious the, basketball.
1: The whole team. I mean, Brunson obviously is going to get all of the accolades because it's one, one of the most efficient games of basketball players ever played. But Randall, 20, 23 points, eight rebounds, six assists. Quentin Grimes who you know he got he got exiled to the bench because he wasn't playing very well at all. He's well, seemingly got his confidence back well, when,
0: Wednesday night even when the, the the Nets lost that squeaker, Randall had a good game. Well,
1: mean, well, yeah. Randall's Randall's been one of the best players playing. in basketball last couple weeks. that's how weak. That's made the Brunson thing is so much more phenomenal to me was I was like he this is I was like, this is probably his first like significant rough patch as a Nick. Yeah. Where he did not play well against Milwaukee. He didn't play well against Boston. He had a good game against Toronto. Then he played really bad against Utah, and then just fifty. Like, <laughs> uh, he was remarkable. And also defensively, he that was probably the best game Jalen Brunson's played defensively. I think he ended up with five steals. So yeah, he's just. D was magnificent all around. Uh now we we get the day off or oh, no, I'm sorry, we don't. We play back we play again tonight against the uh believe it's the Clippers. Uh it's another late game. Then we get the day off. To yeah, play. the Nets are playing the Warriors tonight. We play the Lakers on uh Monday, which again, you no know, like why why give us the back to back Phoenix to LA? Why would you not have us play the Lakers and Clippers back to back? Don't make any sense. Because
0: whoever works with travel office was on LSD. <laughs> uh, switching to the NHL, uh, the local teams, uh, the Devils have started to play better. On uh, Saturday the 9th, they won 4-2 over the Flames. Rangers had a rough week. They dropped roller coaster. They, they dropped, the yeah, they dropped a, a game to the Capitals 0-4. Islanders beat the Kings 3-2 on Saturday. Islanders had a for the most part, a better week. On Sunday the tenth, we had the Devils losing to the Oilers four to one, and the Rangers took out the Kings four to one.
1: Jonathan Quick, revenge game, baby.
0: Yeah, well, talk about Quick for a minute, because he's been one of the better uh, backups.
1: He's been insane. Uh, this is the this is the Jonathan Quick that prevented the Rangers from winning a Stanley Cup a decade ago. Like is, he's he has been he's been great. Uh, Igor kind of just got to hope he puts it together. You know, there's no, he's, eventually, you know, he, I think he is, but he really is, uh, shook at the moment. He's, uh, struggling to find himself. He looks pretty, pretty out of it. Maybe he's got an
0: injury we don't know about. Yeah. Um, yeah, this in the same week that, uh, Toronto King drops. King Henry
1: was put in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Toronto dropped seven on us at uh, at MSG. So yeah, that
0: was, that was uh, brutal. Seven to three was a butt whooping. And then Wednesday, the Devils beat the Bruins two to one, which I found interesting because the Bruins are still a pretty good team. And yeah, but uh, we knew the Devils were going to put it together. Well, They're not going to. Jack Hughes is back. Yeah. Uh, Islanders took out the Ducks four to three. On Friday, last night, the Rangers 5-Ducks one.
1: Chris Kreider.
0: Chris okay. Kreider, Mr. Steady Eddie. Islanders lost a heartbreaker to the Bruins in a shootout in overtime, 4-5. to five. Uh, Tonight, you got the Rangers at the Bruins.
1: That's a big game. That's a big game. Islanders Especially, at
0: Canadians, and the Devils are playing the Blue Jackets.
1: After the week the Rangers had going to play the Bruins again, you... Embarrassed the Bruins the last time you played them. Yeah. You put seven on them. You know they're gonna come out for revenge. Uh, it's gonna be that's gonna be a very interesting game. One thing about Chris Kreider before we move on, uh, third all time in goals now. Yeah. Franchise history. Yeah. So yeah, he's uh, he's been great. He's getting his number hung up in the rafters right next to Henrik. When all said and done. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's great. Great night. Great yeah. night of sports. He's Frank. been a very durable. Yeah, he's a massive. He's a massive he's human a, being. He's a big man. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, great night. Great night, uh, Rangers. Nick's doubleheader. Uh, and can't ask, can't ask for much more than that. Uh, so now we get to move on uh, to...
0: You want to talk about Cutlets or you want to talk about, the no, we'll talk the about Gang Green? Yeah,
1: let's talk about let's talk about Gang Green all and, right, so and Zach Wilson gang, gang, finally putting it together.
0: Gang Green played an interesting game Sunday. They played the Texans. They didn't score at all in the first half, and then they laid up a 30 spot in the second half.
1: The Texans might... Te- you might have ended the Texans' season. Which is the way you took out their quarterback. Zach
0: Ed. Wilson started making precise throws. He was scrambled well. He looked comfortable, which is something he has, would up to then had not looked comfortable. Well, you
1: know what he said? He was like, what are they going to do, bench me again? Yeah. No, <laughs> he was just out there
0: playing the game, which, you know, it's, it's hard to do when you got the whole world on your shoulders. But I think you're right. I think he had nothing to lose, and he went out there and just let it all hang out.
1: Yeah. Um, it was I mean that would be that'd be nice for the Jets to just have like an easy feel good victory you know like, well
0: they, they got the Dolphins this week so there's nothing easy going to be no, no. although I did see Tyreek Hill
1: just got slapped with two more paternity suits uh, <laughs> I wasn't even thinking about that I was thinking about the fact that he got he got pretty banged up last week and they just blew that game to the Titans yeah. which which got lost in the shuffle because they was happening at the same time as the Giants backers game Right, but
0: uh, no, I'm happy. I'm happy for Zach Wilson. It shows that he does have the ability to play well. Uh, the defense was stellar, and because the offense showed up in the second half, the defense didn't get frustrated and commit a bunch of stupid penalties like they have been doing.
1: Yeah, I was thinking about it with the whole Zach Wilson thing, and he wasn't. He was really good, and part of me started to wonder, like. Nathaniel Hackett just might be horrible. Like <laughs> like he just might be a horrible offensive coordinator.
0: Well there's a reason he got blasted out in Denver. Denver
1: and he's only he really only got hired because he's Aaron Rodgers' best friend.
0: Alright, now you've brought up the name. Aaron Rodgers sorry, every single night on the I didn't the news. even say it
1: three times. It's like it only yeah, once? Be- it's be- like be- Beetlejuice. Juice?
0: <laughs> every night they show him dropping back, throwing passes, running around like he's all well and healed and
1: he reminds I, of a little kid riding his bike for the first time where he's like, look, mom, no hands. I know, but
0: I mean, really, what is the point? The, the, the Jets aren't going to snip the playoffs. Why bring this guy back just so he can get hurt again?
1: He's not coming back.
0: Well, Whatever. I don't know.
1: Uh, they'll play the Dolphins. Hopefully it's more competitive than when than it was on Black Friday with Tim Boyle under center. And... uh
0: well, one thing we did learn is Boyle and Simeon are not the answer. They, they no. actually made Zach Wilson look good.
1: Yeah. I think Zach Wilson might have watched them and go, okay, so that's what I don't do. And well, then he maybe. came out and lit up the Texans.
0: Yeah. Well, it's, uh, it's going to be interesting. I, I'm glad that the offense has shown some life. We'll have to see what happens against the Dolphins. Let's pivot to some chicken cutlets
1: yeah a team that still has a chance to make the playoffs somehow some way the New York Football Giants, uh, Tommy Cutlitz, Uh Mr. DeVito had he, himself a game. his he, his agent, his his family oh his agent, all superstars his, his all agent, come them.
0: on, his agent is a caricature.
1: He, he looks I don't he, he care.
0: looks like an extra from the Sopranos.
1: I went I honestly when they first showed him, I thought that was Tommy DeVito's little brother just <laughs> having fun. Yeah. At the expense of Tommy. And then they were like, That's his agent and I was like, No, he's not. Yeah. No, that's not a real person. Turns out he is, and this weekend it might actually be today, he's getting inducted into the Italian American sports hall of fame. Good for him. Sean Stellato, I believe his name is. He's actually been an agent around the league for quite a few players. I did not need to know that information. I mm-hmm. really wish Tommy DeVito was his one and only client. I didn't even want to know that the guy had a degree in anything. I <laughs>
0: Well, in addition, <laughs> in addition to Tommy playing a, a good game, uh, the, did you see the tailgate spread that the DeVito family put out before the game? Yeah. That was impressive. Yeah. That was enough to his, feed all the Giant fans.
1: It was enough to feed Elizabeth, New Jersey. It was, <laughs> yeah, they, it was ridiculous. They, uh, I love it. I love it. I love all of it. I love how lazily his life is thrown together. I, I was listening to a podcast um, from Barstool, and one of the main guy, Big Cat, was talking about how every other sports league is so desperate to create new stars. And then the NFL is like, Here's a quarterback for the Giants. He's Italian, lives with his parents. And everyone loses their minds. Yeah. Like, he... His life is so fascinating to me. Everything about him is perfect. His name is Tommy DeVito. Which is Joe Pesci's name in Goodfellas. His father's name is also Tommy DeVito. Right. His father's a plumber. Of course he is. His agent... Is so Italian, it's borderline offensive. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and he lives with his parents about 10 months mu- like, I think I don't know how it, it's like a 30 minute drive for yeah. them to get yeah. to MetLife Stadium. Probably not, he, that passed, much. he passed the stadium every day growing up, yeah. And now he's won three games in a row. And well, just, he's done it honestly, he's and played he's played good. Played ball. good.
0: Left, but what's not being talked about is the Giants defense. It's been
1: fantastic. We, we what, I, Do you remember how we didn't have a single turnover in the first three games of the season? And I was just... I, I, I Was it three or four? No, it might have been... It was four. I think we was four the first four games without a single turnover. And then now we have 22, which is well, third best in the league.
0: In addition to having a fierce pass rush, the guys that really deserve a lot of credit are the secondary. The defensive secondary have been amazing. Trey. They've been creating turnovers. They've been whacking. Anybody who dares throw a pass over the middle, forget about it. That guy's going to take a
1: beating. They, uh, Yeah. Uh, Trey Banks uh, looked amazing. They're Kayvon Thibodeau and Dexter Lawrence are two of the best defensive linemen in football. Bobby O'Karake and Micah McFadden have really... I mean, I knew Bobby O'Karake was a great linebacker from his time with the Colts. Micah McFadden has exceeded... Any yeah. expectations I had for him, yeah, yeah, I have a legitimate linebacking core for the first time since the mid two thousands.
0: Well, it's it's a it's a giant tradition going back decades. I mean, it was Banks, and it was well, yeah, but we did the last great Taylor. It was all I mean, they've had a tradition of having great linebackers,
1: and he's we didn't after Antonio Banks, who by the way dropped sixty three on the Chargers on <laughs> Thursday night with his Raiders. Uh, he was yeah. the last.
0: What, what is up with that? They lost three nothing on Sunday, and then blasted out a team. Of- I
1: think the Chargers got together and said, "We don't want to play for Brandon Staley anymore." Well, that- let's show how little we want to play for it Brandon worked. Staley. Yeah, it, no, it worked. He got fired. It definitely worked. Um, that's a. I mean, we've 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 obviously gone in depth about how bad this football season has been for both the Giants and the Jets. Well, don't have anything on the Chargers. <laughs> well,
0: I mean, coming back to defense and, and local defense, everybody knew the Jets' defense was going to be pretty darn good. At this point, the Giants' defense looks just as good. Yeah. I mean, it, it pains me to say that as a Jets fan, but...
1: I think, I mean, legitimately, yeah. three all-pros on this defense between Okereke, Lawrence, and Thibodeau. Yeah. And uh, Thibodeau, the guy who, who was labeled a bust in the early point of the season. <laughs> yeah, well. Yeah. And it's Here's a, a newsflash for you. Sometimes the press gets it wrong. And they're young, too. It's a young defense, which yeah. is the most exciting part. So
0: the, uh, the, the Giants play the Saints this week. Uh, what do you think the chances are?
1: I mean, I, I would say it's probably a 50-50 split at the moment. Um, Chris Olave not playing. Or at least not being at 100% is a big, big break for the Giants. He's probably their second best player behind Alvin Kamara. So, and you just, you, again, like it's, it's a game where the Saints defense is good. I don't particularly know if they're as good as the Packers defense. Which, again, by the way, I thought the Packers were going to kill us. Because I was like, this Packers defense is legit. They just did a really good job on Goff and Mahomes, who are two of the best quarterbacks in football. And the Giants gave up zero sacks. Zero sacks, Rex. They gave up zero yeah. sacks. Yeah, yeah.
0: Look, we've, the, we've, we've, we've complained all year about how poorly the offensive line of the Jets and the Giants have played. They're finally starting to gel on both
1: teams. Justin Pugh was the difference maker for the Giants. The oh, minute yeah. we brought an pull adult a, into a, the room. Pull
0: a geezer off a couch and all of a sudden. But you know what, though? He, he just, you need that veteran presence in every all right. I want to talk about something a little bit controversial at least it was to me fourth quarter Giants have a good drive going all of a sudden Saquon Barkley is running like Earl Campbell he yeah, got, got he you. hits the dirt he hits the field and the ball pops out and I was always always thought that you cannot fumble the field cannot cause a fumble
1: well it can if they don't deem that anyone tackled you now the I thought he got tripped up. I did. I didn't think he tripped over his own feet. I,
0: I still don't think it was a fumble. I I, I thought, my God. You texted
1: me and said, we're cursed. I Yeah. yeah. I was like, he just... I'm like, how did this happen again? Because I, I got flashbacks to the game against Philadelphia where Daniel Jones tripped over himself in the open field. And that led to a touchdown. But that same game... Evan Ingram drops a wide open pass. We end up losing that game. We don't make the playoffs because we lost that game. And I'm sitting there and I'm just like, I went from thinking we're going to get blown out to now we're right on the precipice of winning. And our best player just tripped over his own feet and fumbled. And they're going to lose this game because of that. I was like, I was like, why do I do this? Why do I watch this? You, you this act, is so painful. You actually
0: texted me. Why do I do this? Yeah, I was
1: like, why? Like, it's just, it's... They can't just lose normally. Like, you have to... That like, was it like, has to be the worst possible like, way. That
0: was like WWE bad. I mean, it was like it was scripted. It was so... It, I still maintain it was a bad call.
1: And well, you knew they were going to score a touchdown the minute that they ruled it was a fumble. And yeah. they recovered it like 60 yards... Down the field because half of the Giants thought the play was over. Uh, don't, yeah, they, they just—that's the one time we let it play out. The guy, the guy yeah. hits the ground and fumbles. They blow a whistle and maybe they'll overturn it. Not this time. No, let them get down to the twenty. No,
0: no. I thought it was a poor job by the officials, but that's just my take. Thank God
1: for Joe Barry deciding to play a prevent defense. Only up one. With a minute twenty left in the game, wow! Well, they they underestimated the cut. Devito <laughs> picked them apart. Yeah, uh, and then and then they sent. <laughs> I hate that I call him this, but it's funny. They they trotted out Fat Randy, <laughs> who who had missed a kick already. Yeah, and I'm sitting there. So I've already what just I've already been put through the ringer because I thought we were gonna pull off up the upset. Then Saquon fumbles because of Casper, the friendly ghost. And now we're losing. Now we're now we're back. And it's like a chip-in field goal. And I'm just watching him. And he has, I look and I'm looking in Randy's eyes. Zero confidence. Yeah, no. He looked he look, he look like a deer in a headlight. Troy, yeah. Troy Aikman even is like, he looks like he has a lot of stuff running through his mind around. I'm like, shut up, Troy. Shut Actually, up. Actually, Troy
0: was kind of amusing during this game for the most part.
1: Joe, they really are. Him and Joe Buck are the most overhated commentary duo ever.
0: I think they're pretty good. The only thing that drives me nuts is when Troy says, he shouldn't have went there. I Joe mean, <laughs> Troy's like,
1: Joe Buck could not. Joe Buck, I think, told me that Tommy DeVito lived with his parents 87 times <laughs> the Joe, course of the broadcast. Joe, Joe got a little
0: happy on that.
1: He, uh, yeah, I mean, they they got Duke showing he's throwing touchdowns to so Isaiah Hodgins, they're is showing his family, they're all making the, the Italian hand gesture. <laughs> <laughs> the dad's kissing the agent on the cheek. Yeah, was... The agent's kissing the dad on the cheek. The dad's kissing the little brother on the cheek. It was great. It was a
0: beautiful thing. It and was... then we won. Ran... Yeah. That Randy
1: makes the kick. Yeah. Never in doubt.
0: Uh, I, I, I'll, I, I'll yeah. be honest with you. I didn't have any much
1: confidence at all in him. I thought...
0: Uh, I thought, I I thought, I thought, poor John. They're gonna come down here and miss the kick and lose. I honestly,
1: I didn't even think they were gonna get a kickoff. I thought I'm like, he's gonna, someone's gonna botch the snap. (laughs) It's gonna be a broken play. They're gonna have to try some miracle fake field goal pass, and we're not gonna win. Thankfully, that didn't happen, and now we're on to New Orleans, and we listen. That's a game the Giants can win, and then we go into Philadelphia on Christmas. And at that point, we find out whether this... Even if we lose that game, we're still not technically out of it as long as we beat New Orleans. Right. But uh, if there's any chance to... If we we beat the Eagles, who suddenly look beatable playing the Cowboys and 49ers back-to-back weeks, if you could beat the Eagles, at that point, then there has to be a legitimate conversation about... Who's yeah, the starting quarterback. I mean, I'll be
0: honest. I think it's a long shot to beat the Eagles. But no, hey, right. crazier stuff's happened this year.
1: My, where I'm at, looking at it, like just while trying to be like very positive about the team, but also realistic, is we drop, we drop if we could beat the Saints, we dropped the Eagles game on Christmas. Then we beat the Rams. There's a chance that the Eagles will have their playoff spot locked up going into the final game of the season. Which point, if the Giants can play their practice squad at home, if the Eagles have nothing to play for and they wrench all their starters, yeah, the Giants beat their practice squad and we sneak into the playoffs.
0: Look, I think it's rather remarkable after that small after the start. Of the Giants they were two time, and eight. They were
1: two and eight. That they have <laughs>
0: that they put it to a put it together and b can sniff the playoffs.
1: Do you, okay, so before we move on to the hot stuff stuff, do you think there's legitimate? Quarterback controversy going into next season with the Giants.
0: I think if Devito keeps playing like
1: this, is if we team. say we get say we get into the playoffs with the, with, well, with it, Devito, it's hard to say because if you remember back to
0: hofstadler
1: or Phil Sims thing, yeah, but same number by the way. Hosteller also wore fifteen,
0: right? <laughs> you know. It was Again,
1: th- the laziest script ever. <laughs> I
0: don't know. I honestly don't know. I at this, I would be, if I were the head coach, I would play the hot hand.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, like, Jones is done for the year. He's not coming back. So, it's really just DeVito or Taylor, and you're going to stick with DeVito now. I'm talking about, say, like, if he keeps this up, and we, not let it, even if we don't make the playoffs, but say we beat the Saints and the Rams, we lose the two games to the Eagles because they're better than us, we miss out on the playoffs, we finish, I think it would be 7-10. and 10. We go seven and ten after starting two and eight with DeVito. Do you going into training camp next year? Is there at least some discussion? Yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think there
1: is. Yeah. I think Yeah. Uh, to me, uh, the one thing I will say in Daniel Jones' defense is he didn't get to play with Saquon Barkley and Andrew Thomas. And the offensive line had gel because of well, yeah, yeah, then Andrew Thomas was the big cog in that. So it's kind of yeah, it's yeah, a tough, I know. tough it's, break. It's uh, football's not fair. Life's not fair. Football's not fair. And another thing is, we don't even really know. I mean, like I'm assuming he's gonna be healthy. He tore his ACL like a month ago, so he might not even be ready for the start of next season.
0: All right. Well, that's a good place to pivot to the hot stove. Life not being fair. Sports not fair. And we're looking towards the offseason. We we no longer soon. We no longer wrapped up last week's broadcast when it was announced that the LA Dodgers landed Otani.
1: Yeah, yeah. I should have stuck with him. I should have stuck with the Dodgers. I was I was on that train for two years, and I hopped off right before we reached the station.
0: Well, you know, uh, J.P. Morosi was was the main guy that that said that he thought he that he was going to go to the Blue Jays, based on information given to him by sources, and he has taken a whooping this week in the press because he was wrong. Now, to his credit, he got out and said, look, I was wrong. I'm sorry. I did my best.
1: I failed. Hey, there's no reason to crucify him. But uh, you uh, want to talk about the uh, the details of that Otani contract? Because if I was upset about the Giants on Monday night for a bit, yeah. you were very upset about the Otani contract. <laughs>
0: Alright, so he signs a seven hundred million dollar ten year contract and then defers the vast majority of
1: 680 it. Six hundred and eighty million dollars of it.
0: He's gonna get paid a measly two million a year. He's
1: getting paid less than Austin Hedges.
0: And he's gonna defer sixty eight million dollars a year so that the six hundred and eighty. St- not sixty eight. Six hundred and eighty stinking Dodgers will have plenty of money to go steal Yamamoto away from the Mets.
1: You Rex 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 thinks the sport's gonna die folks. <laughs> I think the Dodgers are going to
0: bankrupt themselves. Well, here's the good news, and you brought it up, but I'm going to steal it from you. At least nobody will be talking about Bobby Bonilla day anymore. You
1: know what's crazy is the Bobby Bonilla contract officially stops...
0: 2035.
1: Yeah, right when Otani starts getting paid. So it's like a peaceful transfer of,
0: of, of idiocy. <laughs> yeah, so... Yeah. It's
1: not... It's It doesn't feel legal. I'll say that. Well,
0: it it's a very smart use of a loophole.
1: It's not. It's not. Yeah, I can't wait for him to close that. Right when Steve Cohen tries to sign Juan Soto in free uh, agency you, next you year. You
0: brought up Steve Cohen. Uh, He's.
1: I. I imagine this. John. Is-
0: John Heyman is getting blasted by Joe Beningo this week because Joe says Steve Cohen has done nothing for the Mets, and Heyman was defending Cohen. I. I. I maintain this now, I say it now, and I'm sure I'll say it again in the future. Joe Beningo is interesting to li- listen to, but he, most of where he lives is has no contact with
1: reality. That's the man funny. is in a fantasy world. He's had the team for... Three years. Uh, oh, we, the paint, bro. The we, paint. We won 101. I mean, granted, we fell apart. We got, We should have went much further in 2022, but we did win 101 we, games. We won... Second. We had the second. I mean, regular season-wise, we had the second best regular season in franchise we, history.
0: We, hit, we won 180 games in two years. That's an average of 90 wins a year. That's not a bad thing. Yeah. And I'm I mean, still it's, it's, reeling that Buck got fired, but I guess I'll have to get over that. He's shown that he's willing to spend the money. He's also rebuilt the farm system. He's also hired pros at every level of
1: the o- operation. He got the guy that he wanted running the whole operation when he first bought the team. He's been wanting David Stern for years. You now he finally has him. I can't
0: see how anybody who's paying attention or is awake or not crazy—we wouldn't
1: have Francisco Lindor door.
0: Would have possibly that. say Cohen's done nothing for the Mets. I mean, that's just the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Like you, <laughs> we—it's
1: we, not. Oh god, it's the Tom Thibodeau thing all over again. But just like it's okay to you know, recognize that your team's gotten. Significantly better, even if they don't have any championship hardware to go along with it yet.
0: Yeah, but I mean, you don't win a World Series in one year. It takes years to build your team up to where you consistently make it into the playoffs and go deep in the playoffs.
1: Yeah, well, the the Rangers are going to be an outlier, I think, on that for a long time.
0: You know, people talk about how much money the Dodgers have spent... The Rangers spent, what, half a billion dollars in the offseason last year?
1: On just their middle infield alone.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, okay, going around the league, uh, the, the not only did the Dodgers get Otani, they they did a trade with Tampa Bay uh, to get Tyler Glasnow and Margot. Uh, and Glasnow is making $135 million, and and.
1: Uh, Carlos Mendoza, the new Mets skipper, had something to say about that. He did. He did. Uh, he 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 got he you know he brought up Glassnow's, um lack of uh, availability over and the last couple of years. That's just fair. I think
0: what he said was it was a uh, 135 million dollars, a lot of money to put on a player who hasn't
1: pitched 130 innings. You know what though? If you're a team like that, Glasnow's a luxury buy. You don't even need. You're gonna win game. The Dodgers are gonna you know. Moonwalk to hundred wins. Well, I mean, they don't even need him really until the playoffs. The trade
0: worked because Glasnow was going to command more money than Tampa Bay could could pay, and the Dodgers needed more arms. So, okay, they 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 I, I'm convinced that Tampa Bay made them take Margot because Margot is a big nothing burger as far as I'm concerned. He plays marginal defense. He hits for average, but he's got no power.
1: What it comes down to is it's it's two worlds colliding where it's you don't make trades with the with the Rays, but the Dodgers can seemingly fix just about anyone except Noah Syndergaard, and they have the money and the talent to afford taking a chance on a guy like Glasnow. now. So yeah, well, it's a win win. Other personally. news around the
0: league, Mister Sir, Mister Scherzer had to have back surgery and will not be available till after the All Star break.
1: Shocker. Him and you uh, him and Degrom scheduled to come back right around the same time, which just so happens to be when the Texas Rangers come to Citi Field to play the New York Mets.
0: Oh goody! <laughs> um, look, Scherzer is is going to be a Hall of Famer, but I don't think he I don't think he lived up to his contract with the Mets, and uh, for that reason, I don't like him. Like-
1: Sorry, I mean, I'm indifferent on Scherzer, and uh, uh, it'll be nice is, to have DeGrom back, though.
0: One of the interesting teams out there in the hot stove world are the Royals, who went out and got Michael Walker and, not and Hunter Renfro and We're Seth not. Lugo this There's week. There's so
1: much that has happened this week. We're not talking about the Royals on this podcast. Come <laughs> on. We're not. No. i not, uh, not wasting my time talking Boston about Boston
0: got Tyler O'Neal. Detroit got Flaherty. Uh... Now the interesting little rumor going around this morning uh, is that the Mets are in talks with Mr. Justin Turner.
1: Yeah, because
0: mm. our our young oh. phenom went out and played winter ball and got hurt. Mauricio, can we stop? Maurice, can we,
1: can we or, stop doing this? Can we? <laughs> Mauricio
0: went and tore his knee up. Or
1: two for two. Yeah, on, on winter John, ball.
0: John has a has something he'd like to say to all Mets.
1: Stop playing baseball oh, games that don't pertain to the new york metropolitans please for the love of god find another hobby to yeah. have jeff teach you how to play golf i don't care take up fishing rock climbing what at bowling whatever stop stop there's other things in life that you can do besides <laughs> baseball stop you play baseball for 10 months you're paid by the Mets to play baseball for ten months. Please, I'm begging you. Oh, I'm the be- pain, bro! For the sake of your knee ligaments, stop, <laughs> stop. I
0: well, on the plus side, everyone. I think is the something. Ryan
1: Mauricio news broke at halftime of the Giants game. So at one point, I knew Ryan Mauricio, had, his knee had exploded, and then Saquon fumbled. And I'm like, what? I'm so tired.
0: <laughs> so I, <laughs> That's, folks, you have to understand. It. John is so passionate about sports. At least once a week, a bunch of bad stuff happens. And I get a text like, I never want to talk about sports again. I can't take it anymore.
1: I, I, yeah. Because a little inside baseball here. I used to work for Rex at a, at a wine shop. And, which was funny enough because I... I don't drink at all. (laughs) And the way New York sports goes, I think I'm in a competition with God to see he's like, he's not sticking to that. I'm going to break him eventually. And, And I've held firm. But man,
0: this year has been yeah I think tough during the fourth quarter. The Giants <laughs> been came rough up. waters. I get, I get a text from John going, my sobriety is being severely tested. Yeah,
1: I've <laughs> <laughs> I, I yeah, it was oh god, I because I, they can't just be bad. Like you know, it was just bad. Detroit, Detroit across the board, they're just bad. Except for the Lions, which are now, you know, like even they've had a rough couple of weeks, but like yeah. they're still 9-4. But the, the Pistons bad. You know, and Tigers, they're just bad. bad. They're just bad. Old. But no, no one cares. No one cares because they're
0: just bad. But no. I'm here to tell you that the old English D is building a decent team. I think they'll be a 500 team this year. Nobody cares. I'm
1: not falling for that trap, though, because I thought they were going to win like 83 games last year and they were still just as bad as always uh no I they uh the being a being a Mets Nick and Giant fan outside like obviously two Super Bowls like that were Cinderella runs notwithstanding has just been a master class in what are the funniest ways a team can lose? It's, and been,
0: it's been a slog, but... Uh, <laughs>
1: snatching now, defeat now from the, the Rosenthal.
0: The other thing that, that I want to talk about is how the press are dealing with the hot stove. Ken Rosenthal, who I think is an excellent reporter, sometimes just pulls stuff out of I don't know where. But today on, on X, formerly known as Twitter, uh, he he, he Xed out that... Uh, the Mets probably are not going to get Yamamoto and if they don't get Yamamoto that Cohen's going to he's going to close his checkbook and they aren't going to get anybody. Which I can't and and you were saying that other people are saying if we don't get Yamamoto Yamamoto we need to tear the team down, trade Alonzo, blah blah blah. I I can't see either one of those things happening.
1: No, I just I don't think Cohen has it in him to be bad. <laughs> Like, I mean, on, like on purpose. Like, their last year's team was bad, but, like, they really tried their best until the trade deadline. Uh, no. Nah,
0: well, well uh, you know, the rumor about Justin Turner might be coming back to the Mets, that actually is exciting to me because if you look, yeah, he's up there. He's door...
1: the one that got away. <laughs>
0: he, yeah, well, the Mets have had several that got away. Yeah. Jeff Kent comes to mind. Uh, but Turner actually had a... Darn good offensive year last year in Boston. Yeah, he's
1: kind of buried under the fact that the Red Sox weren't any good. And he's, you know.
0: Well, you know, he's a veteran presence. This will be better than Todd Frazier, who I, know, I... I
1: know that must pain you to say. Who I oh, adore. Wow.
0: <laughs> I love Todd Frazier, but, you know, he wasn't that good as a Met. Uh, I think Turner's still got a lot of gas left in the
1: tank. Plus, well, I have more faith in him getting a base hit than Brett Beatty. At the moment,
0: well, so. yeah. I mean, if you had to put him up against who, who might, who are the other candidates to play third base? Vientos Brady or Vientos. I think Justin Turner is head and shoulders better than either one of them right now. Yeah. I, that's not to say one of them might grow into being a good ball player, but right now they're not that good.
1: I think. I mean, if the way the team stands right now, I would, Vientos might be our starting DH, which I'm not exactly thrilled about, but I might that's. Really, where the only place I'd put him.
0: Look, there's some decent DHs out there that are looking for work. JD Martinez comes to mind. Who, again, you, everybody goes, oh, he's dropped off so much. The I, don't, guy, I don't think it's I don't the think guy he's dropped hit off. 270 and 36. No, I home don't. Runs. I'm not worried
1: about the drop off. I just don't. I worry about his health. I don't. I, like it, I, yes,
0: yeah, see, he always misses some time. His
1: back is a real issue, when he's getting up there in age. I don't like I, the last thing I need is the Mets signing this guy, and he misses ninety games because his because of back tightness, which I've I've been through enough of that in my life already. It's just right. like you know, it's just like that. I wouldn't. I, j- I can't trust it. I can't trust J.D. Right, Martinez I to guess stay
0: th- The point I'm trying to make is, maybe not J.D. Martinez, but there are some power bats that are available and not terribly expensive in the scope of things.
1: I'm on my, like, what, like, fourth week of, of saying this, but I, I want I want Jimenez and Cease to be Mets. Um, right, that's our, that solves a pitching issue and a DH issue in one foul swoop. That
0: would be... That'd be the White Sox, good. the White
1: Sox are looking to get rid of both of them, anyways.
0: Uh, we could, if we can't do that, Teoscar Hernandez is available. Yeah,
1: I mean, I'm actually kind of. Sh- I I guess they're waiting. It's, Tommy Pham
0: is available.
1: Yeah. Tommy already proved he can play in New York. Yeah, they need to. Uh, they need to shorten the winter meetings because, like, it's just everyone waited for Otani to sign. And then he did, and now now he thought something was going to happen. Now everyone's just waiting on Yamamoto, which probably, which they said, there's going to be another, like, seven to eight days. Yeah. So just everyone's spinning their wheels. I mean, look. It should should take 72 hours. If the Mets
0: were to land Yamamoto, that would be tremendous, but... I'm I'm kinda sick of talking about the guy.
1: He's gonna he's gonna get a ten year contract, despite I, I, without I, playing a single major league baseball. I know league. that,
0: and that scares the crap out of me. I just you know, you they they're throwing around stupid money at these players and Yeah, okay, the guy's only twenty five years old, but he's yet to prove he could play in the United States where it's a different game. The ball's bigger. Well, it's I mean, not as
1: tacky. Yeah, I for I would foresee his Season playing out similar to Sanga's, if not slightly better, because he's probably he might he's probably more talented than Sanga, but there's going to definitely be an adjustment period where he struggles, and you have to stay patient because eventually they will figure it out, like Sanga did. Yeah. And um,
0: well, I'm I'm here to tell you folks that the the bandwagon I'm jumping on this season. Uh, last year, Eddie Escobar was my guy, and he crapped the bed. Uh, and got traded, which broke my heart because I think he's a wonderful human being from all I've read and seen. Okay, so uh, who, who uh, are you
1: putting the who uh, are you putting uh, the curse on?
0: I'm putting the curse on the big drip. This is going to be Tyler McGill's big year.
1: All right, so to the fine folks of Las Vegas, if you hear that in a couple of years, you'll get to watch Tyler McGill play for your athletics when we inevitably <laughs> now, trade him. Now this is in, this is our 40th
0: TV. episode, and I'm pretty sure that I'm. One hundred percent in my picks, meaning that everything I ever pick goes the opposite direction. So, <laughs> uh,
1: Tyler McGill might be playing baseball in Korea after that, this one. That's what he's gonna do.
0: He's gonna go off left like Fetty and beat up on the little Korean league, and then come back and get a two-year huge contract, <laughs> which is just ridiculous. But anyway. <laughs> Folks, that's all I've got. John, you got anything to add?
1: No, no, I, I don't. Uh, like I said, hopefully, hopefully the Knicks and Giants can uh, keep it going and keep the good vibes going. Hopefully Igor figures it out for the Rangers and they you know, can pull off a big win against the Bruins tonight. Uh, I think the Jets game against the Dolphins will be competitive, especially without Tyreek Hill. I, I know, hope right. you're right uh, and uh, maybe maybe something will happen with baseball I'm not sure who knows
0: anyway folks thanks for listening it's been a been a pleasure talking to you or talking at you and uh, stay safe we'll catch you next time John any final words
1: we didn't we finally went an episode without bringing up the Stony Brook seawolves so I'll call this a success. <laughs> Goodbye.